Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey, good morning! We made it to another Friday. Happy Friday, everyone. Happy, happy Mima in the morning. So happy to have you all here on this Memorial Day weekend. Yes. Yes, it's a long weekend. Hopefully you're already on your way to wherever you're going. (laughs) (laughs) That's the kind of um, show that we have. You know, it's funny when you pull into uh, the parking lot on a day like today. Mm -hmm. Or walk into the office. You can just tell. All the office doors are closed. You think we're going to see an executive in the building today? (laughs) Right. Is B. Arthur going to be here today? I, I don't it. think she's been here all week. Donna! What? I don't think she has. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she's busy. You know, she's always moving about and in meetings and doing, you know, brass kind of stuff. You see her walking fast into her office, door closes behind her, comes out with a pen in hand. You're like, <laughs> what's she write? But it, it's got one of those day vibes. Like, we, we actually really like, Donna and I enjoy working Days before a holiday. I'll tell you this, too. The quiet. I like it. I would not be opposed to working on on Thanksgiving. Not all holidays, but Thanksgiving, even, you know, it, it's, it's about where our show is placed Correct. in the day. That's exactly Because right. you don't have people over from 9 to noon. Now, we'd throw the, the parade up on a TV, stuff like that. But whether yeah. you have, like, the, that day before a holiday when most people are out and we're here, I like these days. They feel good. Holly, how do you feel? About working on holidays? <laughs> or no, just the no, quietness? No. Like, take away what I said about Steve trying to petition to work on Thanksgiving. That was not my <laughs> intent, although I understand it came out exactly that way. But a day like today, when many people have already headed up north, or they're just taking a day, flex day, turning it into a four-day weekend, and we're here with not a lot of people as, as normal. No, I love when working when nobody else is working. Free and easy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You feel like you, you know, can concentrate. No interruptions. Yeah, and just you, you know what, and, and especially having actually broadcasted shows on holidays, mm-hmm. those shows are free and easy too. We're just here. We're having fun. Yeah. yeah. I remember when I worked the morning news for a few months at Channel Five. You would come in. That was brutal, right? You'd get in at three a.m. and then they'd mm-hmm. give you your stories. But the joy was at nine o'clock when your lift was pretty much done for the day. All the other people were coming in. The office started to fill up. The newsroom, producers, phones mm-hmm. are ringing, all of that. And you're just like, bye. I'm going to leave now. And you guys can enjoy all of this busyness and the meetings and all sure. of that. We're gone. So it always kind of felt like that working the, the morning news. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I have a thing for you now. All I want right. to start the show in a weird way. Okay, here comes a thing, everyone. Have you... Actually, take a look at me, Donna. Don't hover over the link or anything like okay, that. Okay, I'm not. Okay, I was. What color <clears throat> is the Amazon Prime Video streaming service logo? When you see it on your screen, the app on your phone, or if you have a Roku TV or a smart TV. Is it blue? You are right. One Yay! for one. One for one. Woo! 
Okay, give me another one. Disney Plus. Ooh, that's tough. White? No. That's blue. Also blue. All right, we'll, All give, right, you that. we'll give you that. Okay. Paramount Plus. That is blue. Wow, there's a lot of blue. HBO Max. White HBO and blue, Max. Blue. Or how about just Max? Not Max. Not oh, Max. Oh, you're going oh. pre. Pre. HBO pre. Max. Murder, Dirter. You go to watch Mare of Easttown. Well, I think the letters are white. What's the background? Blue. Black. Good question. Max is now blue. It used to be purple, which stood out. Netflix. Red. Okay, so here's the thing. People were wondering the other day, earlier this week, HBO Max officially showed off their after photos. They're now Max. They're, they went through the whole thing. They're Max now. And people are just randomly upset that they changed their logo from purple to blue. Because now you have blue, every, it feels prime, blue, Disney Plus, blue, Paramount Plus, blue. Why would Max, which had its own standalone, cool purple background, change to blue? People want to know. The internet is upset. I don't remember purple. Purple. I would like to see a before picture. You can. Just type in HBO Max Purple. <laughs> okay. Everybody a, do this at home. Away. HBO Max Purple. And we got to go to images, maybe? Okay. Boom, yeah. Uh, it was beautiful. Images. It was, it was elegant. Oh, yeah. That is very pretty. It was darn near. It was rich. Yeah. There was a royal Royal, yes. Regal. Yes. But now they've switched along with their name. It's no longer HBO Max. It's just Max. And now it's blue. And I'm just here to tell you. Starting a show with this news that the internet was upset about it. They don't feel like it should have happened. They wish it would have stayed. Feel like it's, why would you make yourself look more? And from a very practical standpoint, if you, our memories associate, right? We we like think of, I say a name and you think of what that brand looks like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But now if you all look kind of similar, it's just one extra way where it's tougher for your streamer to, to stand be differentiated out. from everyone else. Okay, that makes a lot of sense, what you just said. I would like to ask a follow-up question. Okay. Max is still owned by HBO or whoever owns HBO, right? Correct. Yeah. Why didn't they just... Mm-mm. The other thing is now you take away the identity of what what you can see on HBO, you could probably see on Max. Yeah. I just don't understand why they're taking the HBO out of the name. Now now like they're they're one of their logos in their marketing material said introducing Max, the one to watch for HBO. It's because Warner Brothers bought Discovery and there were two separate streaming services, oh. HBO Max, Discovery Plus. Right. The new companies like, well, how do we house all this content under one roof? So we're going to decide to call this thing Max, combining both streaming services. Uh, I forgot about that. Was Discovery Plus's <clears throat> logo blue too? It was white with a little uh, rainbow motif. I forgot about the, the oh yeah the condensing. Yeah. I that makes sense now to give it a name. That isn't HBO or Discovery, but give it, yeah, its own individual identity. Got it. Okay, thank you, Holly. Ah. How quickly we forget, I guess. Oh, thanks, Steve, for bringing that to our attention. We admittedly have a weird show planned for you today. 
Hollywood kind of takes off early. The writers are striking. There's not a you know there's, there's not a lot going on. There's a little stale out there in the world of you know lo- looking at the trades and seeing sure. what's happening out there. Uh, so we'll have some obscure fun, hopefully, segments for you today. Now at eleven thirty, we will do a slow jam during Rock O'Clock. At ten thirty, we'll play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. The score is fifty seven fifty six. Donna is up by one. Yeah. We'll play that game. I don't today. get to do that very often. So um, but you. when we come back, I have a question. And you can email us quick or tweet us quick, whatever. If you could have played any game on The Price is Right, we all watched The Price is Right growing up. If you could have played any game, what's the game you would have loved to have played? And then we're going to play a clip that I listened to this morning and I thought, this feels really comforting, strangely comforting. To hear Bob Barker explaining this game for the very first time. We'll do that when we come back. It's Donna and Steve on my talk. Hey guys, Donna here. You know, did you know that something like a low speed car accident can dramatically change someone's life? And it can happen in an instant. I'll tell you what, at Bradshaw and Bryant Law Firm, they can't change what happened to you, but you know what? They're personal injury attorneys like Mike Bryant can help you obtain the financial compensation you deserve. It's not going to undo what you've experienced, but I'll tell you what, a settlement can certainly provide financial resources. You would need to cover medical bills and lost wages and future rehab costs, things like that. Not to mention, compensate you for your pain and suffering and emotional distress. Mike Bryan says it is uh, super important, of course, to seek medical attention right away following a collision because serious injuries sometimes don't even appear for weeks or even months following an accident. Then seek legal advice from a firm with an experienced track record. Contact Mike Bryant at Bradshaw and Bryant. You will find him online at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Welcome back. Happy Friday. Thanks for listening. It's Donna and Steve on my talk, 1071, where talk is fun. We got Holly Roberts for hour one, too. I, oh, okay. Big nasty. Just test driving a few things, guys. Trying to find myself. <laughs> Big nasty feels like maybe it's not. Maybe not the maybe right not fit. Me. Yeah. No. And Pappy and Meemaw. And Pappy, I like Pappy and Meemaw. So gross. Yeah, we'll take it back to the uh, development stage there. Yeah. What Holly said. Gross. Why is it gross? Uh, You're offending all the Pappies and the and the Meemaws. Pap, yeah. pap. Yeah, but y'all aren't Pap, Paps, and Meemaws. Well, Steve grew up like <clears throat> near West Virginia. So we called oh. Grandpa. I never said, oh, are we going to Grandpa's house? No. Wow, did I just sound like Stewie from Family Guy accidentally? Pap. It was Pap. Graham and Pap. Never Grandma. <laughs> hey, no. Hey, we going to Pap and Grandma's house? Pap, Granny! Pap! Pap, Pap! More pap, I'm here! <laughs> you know where my Pap used to take me? Up to Mr. Donut, where you could get smidgets. You're canceled. <laughs> That's what they called them. The donut holes. It was great, though. If you went to Pap Scott's and he used to sit out on the porch, porch swing, he'd had listen to a scanner. Mm. Okay. Oh, yeah. I had one of those in my neighborhood. Just listen. He was a volunteer firefighter. Oh, mine uh, was just a nosy neighbor. Okay. And he <laughs> would uh, go up to Mr. Donut every day. And so in the summer, we'd run over to the house. He lived a few blocks away. And then hopefully we got there while he was still like shaving and getting all ready. Aww. And then we knew he was going to Mr. Donut. He'd say, all right, you want to come? 
And then we'd go, and there would be all these old dudes in this small town mm. sitting around this U-shaped donut bar. <laughs> and they would just shoot the breeze about whatever was going on. And we would just sit and listen in, and it was so exciting. We don't have anything like that anymore. Uh, Personally, like I don't have like a spot that I. You know that, that that it's still like that in the neighborhood where I grew up. Like you'll go past like a deli, and there'll be guys sitting outside playing checkers or something. Mm, that's um, very Sopranos like. Yes, because that's the neighborhoods I grew. Those are the neighborhoods I grew up in. Hmm. You know, there'd be like the Italian section. There'd be a Polish section. Right. So yeah. The those Italian parts of section. Town. Yeah. There's people playing bocce. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Good old days. Now, now that reminds me of my childhood where I used to watch The Price is Right so much. It was one of the joys of summer was we're home for daytime programming because bear in mind, again, this is pre-DVR. So you can't. It's like you're watching it if you're home, if you're homesick right. or if it's the summer. That's when you watch Days of Our Lives. That's when we would watch The Price is Right. The Price is Right was so great. I loved it. I loved Bob Barker. I read his book. I recommend the book. Really? If you're a TV nerd, a game show nerd, it's called Priceless Memories. And I just, I loved it. And I read it a couple of weeks before I got my first ever paid TV job. Wow. And it was like, oh, maybe that's why I hold it in such a special place. Well, you know, I watched it a lot when I was in the hospital because I was in the hospital from... Oh, gosh, the summer right before high school. So I was in the hospital the entire summer. This was after you'd been hit by a car. Correct. So June 17th to like mid-August or the end of August. And that was appointment watching for me. I'm laying on this bed in traction and I would just, I would watch General Hospital, Price is Right, and whatever other daytime stuff was going on then. I have to admit, I'm pretty bad at most of the games. It doesn't take much skill, though, to be good at Plinko. Now, what you have to do, that is though, true. Uh, Plinko is like everybody's favorite game. The question of if you could go on The Price is Right and play a game, Plinko is just incredible. Plinko wasn't always there, though. It started in 1982. The Price is Right started earlier in the 70s. So randomly on the Internet today, because they knew it was a slow news day, they said, hey, maybe you'll want to listen to this. This is... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Bob Barker explaining for the first time the game of Plinko, which now you know, it needs no introduction. It's just like we're playing Plinko. But this just feels nostalgic. Take a listen. A chance to win up to $25,000 in cash. A lot of money. 1982, it's a lot of money. That's right. In our brand new game, let's go right back here and play Plinko. Plinko no reaction. No game. one's heard of it. Now, I'm going to give you this disc, and with this one disc, you can win as much as $5,000. You see those stairs? In a moment, you're going to go up those stairs, and up there where it says Plinko, any place on that board, you put this disc 
flat against the surface. Don't put it this way and roll it out into the audience. That's not going to do any good. Put it flat against the surface and let it come down between those pegs. I don't know whether you can see those pegs on camera or not, but there are pegs all through here that will cause that to bounce around. As a matter of fact, I asked them, why did you name it Plinko? They named it Plinko because that goes plink, 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 plink. See? Some of our people drink, and uh, that's how they come up with these names. Now, that's what you're going to do with that one disc, but I'm going to give you a chance to win four more discs. Now, if that can win you as much as $5,000, how much could four more win you? Oh, oh gosh. Four times five. Math. 20. 20, <laughs> then 20 and five. $25,000. $25,000. <laughs> and with these other four discs, you can win prizes. What is one of those prizes, John? All right, so then they go into the full okay. thing, and then you got to right. guess, and you guess right. That and then was you well get... explained. It was, I thought he did a really nice job yeah. of explaining a game for the very first time. I also appreciated <laughs> that there was absolutely, if they announce Plinko as a game today on The Price is Right, people go just bat poo crazy. I They're don't know so why, because it's really a game of chance. But it's, that's what makes no it skill exciting to watch. The Plinko is exciting. The noise. Of yes. Plinko. Plink, plink, plink. They've never updated the board either. I mean, it's essentially the same thing. It's so basic, but it's so exciting. The fact that there's 5,000 but right beside, you've, you've got zero dollars that are there. It's also enjoyable to watch, but it just took me back. Now, the game that I would play on The Price is Right, if you had to set Plinko aside, is I would play the hole-in-one Oh, that's fun. And it was always hole-in-one or two, because if the person didn't drain the first putt, then there was always this second opportunity. I remember Bob Barker like, but it's hole-in-one, lift the card, or two, and run, hey. you have a chance. But if you had correct guesses going along the way, it would move your putt closer and closer and closer to the hole. Got it. Um, let's see here. Gene says, I love the game 10 Chances. You get two decent prizes in a car if you guess the amounts with 10 tries. Okay, that sounds more doable for me. Wow, John says, I hate Plinko, the game I'd least want to play. The only game you're guaranteed to win because there is no chance involved is the clock game. Every other game involves some element of luck. Sorry, John. And also, unrelated, Joni says, I'm a grandma. My grandbabies call me Gimpy. Mm, that's a tough one. But I bet she said, call me that. <laughs> Most grandmas anoint themselves. Gimpy. What's the backstory there? I don't know. It sounds like those grandkids need to be canceled. Hey, hey, daughter. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Come on. Today. Gimpy. Aw. All right. Well, on that note, let's take a break. Uh, Tom Hanks back in the news. We'll tell you why. Also, Brittany and her mama have made nice nice. Oh. Tell you about that, too, when we come right back on my talk. Hey, everybody. It's Stephen G. Patterson for my friends at the Canopy Group. They're saving people money even today. Yeah, even on a Friday heading into a holiday weekend. They're hard at work saving people money. How? Well, they can help you save on your auto insurance, on your homeowner's insurance, your motorcycle insurance, your boat insurance. What do you insure? They could help you save. Are we getting that now? Okay, how do they do it? Well, it's simple. You don't have to pay for this service. You're just going to save all the money, okay? That's all you need to do is save. But they have 16 different insurance companies that they work with, and that means that you get options. When it's time for them to deliver a quote to you, you don't get one from one agent who represents one company. How about this? Pure Insurance, Auto Owners Insurance, CWG, Nationwide, Cincinnati Financial Corporation, Selective Insurance, just to name a few of the 16 that they have. 
they will find out, oh, they need their home insured, they need their boat insured, they need their automobiles insured. Great, let us fight it out for their business because we don't want to lose out to our competitors. They fight it out, you save the money. It's simple when you go to thecanopygroup.com. Hey guys, welcome back. Thanks for listening to the Donna and Steve Experience Friday edition. Am I right? Thank you. You are, Donna. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, buddy. Hopefully, everybody's got something exciting planned for the weekend. Oh, uh, yeah, that is going on. For a lot of us, it's chores. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. Deep cleaning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, deep cleaning turns into a deep tease. Today at 1015, we asked this question, what's your favorite household project? Because many people might be going on a three-day weekend, uh, which is great. We're staying local, and we are, we're doing a, a household project. Fun. That, and, and I kind of like this project. So what's your favorite household project to do? Inside of the house, outside of the house, in the yard, whatever. That'll be a riveting call-in segment at 1015. So. Deep tease. Thank you. Tom Hanks has been in the news this week. Yeah, for being a Krabby Krabberson. Well, come on. Rita Wilson said no, that was not the case. There was a, a series of photos that was released from Cannes Film Festival where it's loud and people are speaking in French and a lot of photographs are being taken. Some photographs appeared of Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson kind of leaning in and talking to sort of a red carpet manager is what he appears to be. And he looks angry. He looks upset. It's a furrowed brow, a finger pointing toward the man like, well, you listen here, garçon. And everybody thought maybe he's mad. Why is he mad? Rita Wilson came out the next day and was like, nope, he wasn't mad. Fake news, essentially. This was like a misunderstanding. We just couldn't hear. We couldn't hear he was loud. and understand. People were screaming. Yes, Tom, Tom, Rita, over here. And there's probably, you know, guy probably has a... You know, an accent. Wow, Donna. Canceled. Well, they're in France. I'm no, just you got canceled. Who's left is... among us? Mm. You canceled grandchildren earlier. <laughs> you canceled me for referencing what was actually sold at a donut shop where I grew up. They were called smidgets. Smidgets. Donut okay. holes. Mm-hmm. We called them munchkins. Thank you. Okay, canceled. We called I them mean, donut holes. Oh, that's better. That's PC. You grew up okay. in a very PC place, Holly. That's nice. South of the river. <laughs> mm. Right, Apple Valley, right? No. Oh wait, let me. Oh guess. wait, wait. Farmington, Egan, Shakopee, Lakeville. Donna's Lakeville. right. Donna, really? Farmington. Yeah. All right. Oh, oh. nice. Nice. Speaking of farmers, <laughs> another no, deep cut. Yeah, tease well, this. Well, now you're offended. Are we doing Farmington. Well, it's out of A lot of farmland down there. Um. When are we doing this? Eleven o'clock. Eleven o'clock. We want to find out. This is going to be a. This is going to be a weekly segment. We don't know what day of the week it's going to pop up on, but it feels it's got Friday vibes. And we don't know what profession we're going to ask about, but it's going to be a random. We're going to spin the wheel of professions. Yes. And then we want to find out today at 11 o'clock. We will ask the question, how many farmers listen to our show? And we asked this because we had a couple farmers call in. Two days in a row. Yeah. Farmers called in during the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. Logan, Hank. Holly, they called in from their tractors. Oh, my goodness. They were farming. I also hope that my talk is on for the cow population. Or, you know, or or all the barnyard animals to keep them company. Yes, horses. We hear we're big in zoos. 
<laughs> Are we? I don't know. All right, that'll be another profession. So anyway. 11 o'clock today, we're going to ask, how many farmers listen? If you want to email us already and you are a farmer, sure, email us. Don and Steve show at mytalk1071.com. Back to Tom Hanks. Okay. Tom Hanks, uh, Rita Wilson came out and said, okay, much ado about nothing. We just couldn't understand, blah, blah, blah. We were not in some fit of rage at this man. We didn't see video. All we saw was a picture. A picture is worth a thousand words, but a picture can also be misleading. Tom Hanks stayed busy, though. Hopped on a plane. Went to Harvard. Wow. Ever heard of it? Gave the commencement speech yesterday. I actually passed Harvard for the first time in my life on my way home from Cape Cod. And I was like, oh, there's Harvard, right? Does that make sense? Harvard! Yeah! Harvard! I was in Boston. All right, but before we hear a little bit from Tom Hanks uh, at Harvard commencement, it feels like this is the right time for us to do annually or biannually. We teach you how to speak in different accents. So we will now teach you how to speak in a Boston accent. Wherever you are listening, you must play along with this. I don't care if your coworkers think you're crazy. You will say the following letters out loud. All right. The letters are, Donna, you play along as though you don't know it. Oh, okay. I, I don't think I remember it. Okay. So here the, we go. The letters are P-S. The following letters are D-S. Say the first two. P-S. Say the last two. D-S. P-S-D-S. Say it all together. P-S-D-S. You're saying Pierce Dears with a Boston accent. Nice. Say it again. I am. P-S-D-S. Don't try to yeah. make it an accent. PSDS. PSDS. Yeah. All right. It's just like Rise Up Lights. There was a yeah. DJ named Artie, the one man party in Boston. <laughs> yeah, there was. And he always oh, called himself Artie, the one man potty. Huh. And I'm like, what is this guy's name? Artie, the one man potty. Huh? Why is he calling himself a potty? And he was saying party. You know, interesting. When I was watching the Boston, uh, the American Manhunt Boston Marathon bombings docuseries on Netflix, they I was taken by a couple of these guys. When you think they're they're mocking it up for movies, they are not. If anything, they are downplaying it. Yeah. Because they yeah. really lean in with all of that. Like, I don't even know how to do to, do a Boston. I don't know. I can't go. They it's would, so unique. It's a lot of Harvard Yard, though. And a lot of, like, we didn't know what was in. Just, wow. It's a lot. Like, do their newscasters sound like that? No, they make newscasters lose all accents. Yeah, and most people who work in news, aren't they transplants? You know, sure. there's a lot of transplants all over the place. Here now. Tom Hanks, who did not go to Harvard, giving uh, the commencement at Harvard. Please don't be embittered by this fact that without having done a lick of work, without having spent any time in class, without once walking into that library, in order to have anything to do with the graduating class of Harvard, its faculty, or its distinguished alumni, I make a damn good living playing someone who did. (laughs) It's the way of the world, kids. Now he's specifically referencing his character from the Da Vinci Code movies. Sure. Harvard. Harvard Yacht. Wait, Harvard. No, see, it's not Harvard. It's Harvard Yacht. No, because that's more Long Island. Long Island. Yeah, Yeah, Water Frog Dog New York. Harvard Yacht. So then what's New Jersey, Donna? I don't know. Get into Trump. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I was just at an event with, <laughs> with uh, Kat Perkins. And she asked my brother who was here. She's like, where are you? 
where do you live? And he's like, in New Jersey. He's like, okay. I thought, she said, okay, I thought so, because you have an accent. I don't recognize that he has an accent, personally, but... You don't recognize that your brother has one? Correct. Yeah, you don't hear your own accent, because you will, you'll hear... I don't have an accent anymore. Most of the time. Most of the time. But you have stuff that slips. I mean, you just give her a story that has anything to do with Florida or oranges... I mean, it's it's very it comes out. Say Florida, Florida. say Florida, Donna. Well, now she's going to try to correct. It. I would normally say Florida, Florida, Florida oranges. She starts to remind me a little bit of like Seinfeld's mother in in, in wow. the show. Compliment accepted. Yeah, Great it's actress. nice. But I I go home too, so I'm from Pittsburgh, and I my accent comes out more. I bet yours does it's when like you go dormant. back to Jersey. It's dormant when you're <laughs> around your people, right. you know. Yes, and then and then it, and then it flourishes. Yes. yes. Yeah, most, and, most people think I'm from Canada. Yeah, I don't think that you have yeah, an accent. Yeah, but but when out and about in the world, like, are you Canadian? Uh, oh, interesting. And I'm like, well, no. <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> but thank you. I hear the Pittsburgh accent when I go home to Pittsburgh, and I hear it more, I, I just as my relatives, I'm like, whoa, Uncle Craig's got a thick accent. No. I never notice he's got this accent all so this time. So what's an example of a Pittsburgh accent? Oh, my gosh. There... I, I forget the, like if you were saying <laughs> if you were saying that you were going to go um, downtown to watch a movie and have a sandwich at Primanti Brothers. Yum. It would like uh, there's so many. Oh, my gosh. Is, you just want to go downtown. It's always downtown. D-A-H-N. T-A-H-N. They don't say downtown. Hey, you just want to go downtown. Gen Z yet? Let's go to Manny's. You guys want to go to Primanti Brothers to get a sandwich? Come on. Or a pierogi. Oh, come on. Yeah, we always say pierogies. <laughs> Uh, we should go watch a story. Interesting. Game. You know who's a perfect example of a New Jersey accent? Um, Lorraine Bracco. Like oh. every word stands alone in a sentence. Like she individualizes every word. Hmm. Like she's got a really good Jersey accent. That feels tiresome to individualize. That's why we all slur things together. Exactly. We got to save time. Do you know what a druggist is? Do you know what a druggist is? Donna the- Valentine's old audio. That we used to play ad nauseum years ago <laughs> as Donna was a teenager, absolutely berating some neighbor girl. She needed help she was with a little her project. girl I babysat for. It was for a child psychology class. Donna brought us in old tape and friends. Just like I said, when you watch these Boston movies and you think they're overdoing it, you realize, in fact, they're downplaying it. <laughs> Donna's <laughs> accent was unbelievable. The druggist, do you know? Okay, so he's got two quarters, right? You understand me? There's a lot of, lot of mafia Tony Soprano in you. Quarters. It was just, quarters. and it reminded us then of the long lost Bernie Sanders tape <laughs> that we right. found from years before where he was at a park, similar, berating young children just like Donna was. <laughs> How many of you know what Coke is? And they're yeah. like, I drank a Coca-Cola. You know what I mean, dummy. They're Coke like, game. and they're like five years yeah, old. Yeah, at a park, <laughs> sitting on a bench. Bernie Sanders is leaning in. Oh, man. That anyway, was fun. Accents are fun. Uh, all right. So I still have my Britney story. I'll tell you about it. Why don't we do um, that after the break? I love it. Because we could say that you saw something and now you're going to say something. Yeah. And, I, and I'm actually happy about what I saw. I think this is this is great. Of all the headlines we could get about Britney, this feels like a pretty positive one. We'll tell you about um, who she made nice with. When we come back, it is the Donna and Steve experience on my talk. Donna here, 
a member of Spire Credit Union. I should tell you, Spire has loans to borrow for any purpose. Spire finances newer used vehicles, and they make the process super easy, and they get the loans done fast. In fact, Steve Patterson uh, did his car loan through Spire. They've got low rates to get you more cash for your money. So uh, remember, you don't have to finance through the dealer. You can shop around. Uh, Spire also offers extended warranty plans, which uh, have better coverage and at a lower cost than the dealers. And listen to this. Spire has an auto refinance guarantee where they'll guarantee to beat your non-Spire auto loan rate or they'll just fork over 50 bucks. Just ask a Spire rep for more information on that. Uh, Spire's been in the business since the 1930s with 22 branches in the metro and Minnesota. Newest location in Golden Valley. You can find more at myspire.com. Remember, Spire is insured by NCUA, an equal housing opportunity lender. Welcome back to the show. The Donna and Steve Show on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. If you see something, you should say something. Am I right? You have to. Uh, I'm going to. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Uh, Britney Spears, you know, she's been kind of saying not very great things about her family in the past couple of years, as we all know. Yeah, and remember that that testimony in front of the judge where she was, you know, going off on how oh, she's yeah. a prisoner. Oh, oh wow, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she that was, could not reel it in. Yeah, that was that was riveting. Well, she spoke out after her mother, Lynn Spears, paid a long-awaited visit to her home on Wednesday. So Brittany went on Instagram and talked about how the meetup went, revealing that they talked it out and were able to try to make things right. Hmm. She said, my sweet mama showed up at my doorstep yesterday after three years. It's been such a long time. And then she, you know, had shot of her as a kid and... Um, she wrote with family, there's always things that need to be worked out, but time heals all wounds. And after being able to communicate what I've held in for an extremely long time, I feel so blessed. We were able to try to make things right. And then she said, I love you so much. That's great. She said, I'm so blessed we can have coffee together after 14 years. Let's go shopping afterwards. Page six was reporting. I find this part hard to believe, but they... They only hung out about 30 minutes. I mean, how much can you really talk Get about in 30 when minutes? there's so much right. stuff? And her husband was also there. And um, she wasn't blindsided by the visit. They had been texting more frequently. And so I guess she extended an olive branch to her mom. Hmm. And there you go. Well, look, I think that's great. I have largely been disinterested in the Britney Spears story over it's, the last few years. There it's was just, never any ending in sight. Yeah. Disinterested maybe is the wrong word. Disengaged, I guess. Where you just, uh, I, The reason I mention that is I want good news like this from her camp. And so if she's going on Instagram saying that things are a little bit better with mom, I think that that, if you're comparing it with all other Instagram posts from her, 
and what you derive from said posts. Yeah, I mean, she actually told her mom to go bleep herself before on social. Yeah, I have tried not to do that. <laughs> Your mom? Yeah. Yeah, I tried my best as well. Um, yeah, that's a little aggressive. No kidding. But anyway, that's good news. Now, don't forget, she's got that book coming out, that tell-all. So I wonder if that's going to change but, any plans. Or are you mending fences before right. things get really bad? Maybe she was able to say, all right, Mom, the book, you're not going to love it. Got to tell you that. Not yeah. going to love it. Yeah. I, I mean, she's got to know it's coming. That's why I'm like 30 minutes. How much can you cover in 30 minutes? I suppose it's just to see if you can be in the same room together. Sure. Now, okay, well, just take it easy. Start slow. Hey, you yeah. know what? Maybe, maybe, maybe mom said, look, honey, all I need is 30 minutes. I don't have to come do the weekend with you. 30 minutes. Just want a hug. Yeah. Yeah. That makes me happy. That's good. Yeah. We're happy yeah. about that. Family stuff sucks when it's like that. Yeah. Because it doesn't just affect the, let's say, two people involved. It... It trickles. Uh, families are trees, right? And so it's if it's the the root system is all there yep. interconnected. Yeah, I'm doing tree talk. <laughs> but you're right. It's just everything's connected. We're all branches out of the trunk. And so, yeah, you yeah. feel it. If you know one brother and sister. One thing affects somebody, it affects another. Like if you've got one person calling you and bitching about another person, you're like, I don't want to be on the receiving end of this information because then I'm going to talk to the other person and... I'm not getting in the middle of this. Yeah, it's a tough spot it's just, to be yeah, in. Yeah, it's terrible. Anyway, there you go. Brittany and Lynn uh, working on their relationship. Look at me. Don't look at the grid. Okay. Whoopi Goldberg blames the downfall of society on this television show. Okay, I know the answer because I listened to the morning show. Donna. What? Hey. That's cheating. No, it's not. Or that's supporting. Thanks for listening. <laughs> you bet. Listen every morning. Thank you. American Idol. First apparently, American. Donna, but. apparently, Whoopi Goldberg thinks that American Idol was just the beginning of the downfall of society. Now, that's a grabby headline. But essentially, the, the quote takeaway that she says is, once we gave people the ability to judge other people, I think we ran amok with it, and it's gone out of control. She was specifically referencing... The beginning of American Idol, when the tone was very different with Simon Cowell, Randy Jackson, Paula Abdul. Simon Cowell in particular, the bad British boy who was there to just tell people like, no, you need to give up singing. You're terrible. Your music instructor was lying to you. They're just taking your money. You have no hope. I mean, he would lean in. Honestly, I think that's when American Idol was good. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's refreshing to hear somebody be truthful the public stage of it all, I think, is what Whoopi is talking about. I get it. I get it. I think that we, we yes. You don't have to be mean about much. it. You could yeah. be like, listen, if you don't have it by now, you probably don't have it. Like, and he would say, say a, that. And I didn't like when he was talking about people's appearances. That's the part that I didn't like. Yeah. But he, to your point, now listen, Whoopi is, that's an interesting conversation. More specifically, if you said, if you had to pin it on one TV show, um, what's the downfall of society? I mean, I would hold Jerry Jerry Springer Springer. 
in lower regard than Correct. I would American Idol in Same. terms of what we glorify. I mean, look, one is saying you can't sing, you can't sing, haha, they can't sing. The other is people literally Physically. standing and cheering, watching a cheating Fight. person come out and break up some marriage. Whoopi, you might be focusing on the wrong show if you're thinking about the downfall of society and glorifying that. Right. The Jerry chant. You only chant Jerry when something god awful in real people's lives is going on. Because Jerry, that would be like Jerry, Jerry. And it's a Jerry, fun thing to chant. Isn't it fun? But that would I, I mean, so I, I think it's a bit harsh. Yes. It's a grabby headline. It's an interesting conversation. Yeah. I don't know exactly what led to that. The comment. two executives were, by the way, I believe on set. Like, hey, by the way, that's on. That's on ABC. We're on ABC. Right. That's on ABC. And she's like, exactly. oh, no, no, okay, the, I uh, mean the old one. The old one. Yeah. How it started. Um, do you think on the Jerry Springer set, you know, you know how they have applause signs? Do you think they had one that said Jerry, Jerry? I don't Jerry, think they blinking. needed one. It was like it was a self organic propelling. <laughs> a lot of organic cherries. You get an organic Jerry. Guess what? You don't have to put the applause sign on. Someone just punched somebody. So now it's like, Jerry, Jerry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Somebody just pulled somebody's hair. Jerry, Jerry. Oh, my Jerry. gosh. I so mean, violent. that show was. It's like promoting physical violence. Yes. And guess what? So many of us just sat back and glorified it and watched it. And that's why it was complicated, I felt, to talk about his passing because you hear of how wonderful a man right. he was and so Sweet nice guy. and kind and warm with everyone. Yep. And he was the 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 leader of an absolute circus that just showed humanity at its worst and I had think, people standing up and chanting. I think the show just got out of hand over time. I don't know when they had their first Jerry chant. Right. Where were you? Where were you when, you when there was the first Jerry chant? When you chanted along in your oh. living room some summer afternoon. That's funny. It was tough not to watch. Yeah. Bye, Holly. Jerry. Jerry. Oh, hey, wait, no, Holly. Okay, bye. Right. Mike's um, coming in next. Yeah, and then we let's got... run over and just pull his hair. Okay.